Hi, this is Jack Dyer, and this is Caller Go Ahead, a show made up of voicemails left by listeners at 702-546-6329. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Um, I've been thinking a lot about um, just a lot of stuff that's been going on with my life. I recently got diagnosed with COVID-19. I haven't felt any symptoms, which I'm very thankful about. Um, But I've been trying to put my life in perspective a little bit and just kind of go through my life and just really think about what I've done to get here. Um, I remember back in the fifth grade, I was friends with this girl named Emily. And, you know, we used to hang out all the time. You know, we used to go to parties. Well, not like party parties, but, like, you know, the kind of parties that, like, a fifth grader would go to. And, like, you know, we were, like, going to town and just, like, do dumb stuff. And I think by sixth to seventh grade, we didn't even talk anymore. And it wasn't that we hated each other or something happened. We just grew apart. And... I feel like there's a sort of beauty to that. You know, people are going to come in and out of your life for many, many different reasons, you know, and it's not going to make sense. You know, we're not going to fully understand why, but we can cherish the times that we have with that person in the moment. And ultimately, that's what life is about. It's about living in the moment and cherishing what you got while you still have it. You know, I dated someone for about half a decade, um, and we were super, super close, and it was beautiful, um, and it just didn't work out, you know. We, we ended up separating. Um, but, you know, I try not to dwell on the fact that, oh, they left me, you know. The fact is, we had the, the freaking time of our lives. And, you know, ultimately, we are the main character of our story. We control our own story. We control what our legacy is. And if we try and reframe our lives in a way that helps bring a positive connotation to life, I think that's something very beautiful. So that's just my suggestion for y'all. Try and look at life um, in a way where you can cherish it rather than, you know, kind of dwell in a negative light. Um, You are loved. You're being cared for, and there's a beautiful world out there for you. So please take care of yourself. You deserve it. Thank you. Um, I just found this number um, randomly. I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't, <laughs> this is on a random radio station in Nevada. Hi. Um, bye. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's been about six months since I've called this line last. And I'd have to say in six months, this is actually the only thing that's remained constant. Everything in my life has changed so drastically, arguably for better or worse. Nothing is the way that I once wanted it to be, I guess. And I I know that's life. Shit changes and... That's what it's supposed to be about, but if I just had six months to go back, thank you for being the only constant in my life. Hey, um, so I've already ranted to, about this to a few friends today, but, like, 
what's another person told the story enough times that I think I can say it in three minutes. Um, but honestly, it just makes me really sad because I work with a coworker and, um, obviously because she's my coworker. Um, but she was my friend before she was my coworker and, um, you know, we were good friends. She got me the job there. Um, and today she did something really not cool and I confronted her about it. And then she, um, got upset that I confronted her about it and she sent me a long text saying that I gaslighted her and that I, uh, treated her the same way her abuser treated her, which is like, what? Excuse me? I confronted you about a work situation and you just, you just took it to a different level. Like I said, please don't yell at other employees because it reflects both of us because we work in like very close proximity weird job we have but anyway it didn't need to happen and I didn't want us to get called in by a supervisor because she acted unprofessionally so I confronted her about it I said hey like that's really not how I would have responded to this situation let's in the future try not to do that please and then she said, okay, and then she texted me about it later. If you have something to say, can you please say it to my face, please? Well, she didn't. And she said that um, she that if that was the way that I was going to speak to her, that um, she thinks she should take a step back. And she was referring to our friendship. And now I've just been sad all day because I responded and I was like, hey, I'm sorry that I approached it in a way that made you uncomfortable. I really want to work this out. Like, uh, it was not my intention to make you feel unheard. Like, let's have a conversation. No response. Zero. Zero response. But I love her and I really hope that it comes around if it's, you know, a friendship that's meant to be. And if it's not, I hope that working together every day isn't awful. Have a good night. Bye. Questions probably for the next few callers. Do you guys think that being alone in the universe is more scary or being existing with another race out there as intelligent as us? Hello. Hey, man, I don't know what to say right now, but I'm going to be with my friends in a few hours or, like, sometime today, and we're all going to get blasted. And uh, I'll call back, and uh, we'll have a conversation then. So I'm a college student, and uh, we're taking online classes because of COVID-19, and this only further um, pushes the fact that we have to learn so much on our own. A lot of people say collagen is, is a scam, and I, uh, I'm kind of thinking that they might be right because I'm paying, or my parents are paying, lots of money to put me through it, yet I'm doing a lot of work on my own. It'd be different if, you know, we went class and they showed us everything we needed to know. But me and many of my fellow students are just not getting what we need in class. And the time that we spend trying to compensate what we lacked from the teacher is just so stressful on top of COVID and 
everything that's going on. So um, I'm going to sing a little bit of a song to, you know, release some of my stress, and hopefully you'll like it. It's called Bad Girls by Tennis, and I'm actually making an instrumental for it. So if it hurry up and loads, then we can get – I'm just going to sing a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> Even that girl can do good things. Even that girl have holy dreams. Oh, I, I'm not so transparent. My intentions, they ain't so apparent. All right, that was it. Um, Cool. Have a nice day. So I haven't, um, I haven't dated anybody or been, like, actively working on that in years like three years. So of course it is in a global pandemic and when I live in a town of less than a thousand people and I have plans to move away in about two months that um, I have met somebody. Uh, I have no idea where it's going to go, but the, I don't know, it just seems like a noteworthy situation. Um, I just wanted to share if anybody else is out there dating in a pandemic um we drove up masked in the car um up a mountain nearby in the dark in the rain and given the alternatives which was park gazebo uh really really windy rainy porch um it was actually really successful so i if Keep your options open if uh, you are dating now. There are, I think there's a lot to be gained from just being outdoors or in an open space without all the usual distractions or predetermined activities that go along with dating. Um, And the forced distance also really helps, like, encourage more conversation earlier and having tougher conversations early. So anyway, curious to hear if uh, anyone else is having similar situations and how that's going for them. Thanks. All right. So, um, you know, Tyler, the creator, right. Um, he's, he's really good. You know, how, you know, I mean, but like no one around me likes him. So I'll be in my room with the vinyl playing Tyler, the creator and they all walk in, and they're like, hey, yo, what you doing, bro? And I'm like, it's Tyler, man. And they're like, he's weak AF. Get him out. And I'm like, bro, come on. And so I always took him off. And they're all about Kendrick Lamar. You know, I got the Kendrick Lamar vinyls myself. Love them. But um, I listen to Tyler more, and I really, I really got a problem. You know, how do I put him on to Tyler, the creator, man? You know, Frank Ocean too. They don't like they don't like any of them odd future boys. What do I do? I need some help. Please help me. All right. Goodbye. Please help me. 
Okay, so like this is my theory of time from a standpoint of someone who knows nothing about time. I was really stoned in my bed when I came up with this. But um, time is a never-ending string with no beginning and end. Uh, never at one point was there a before and an after. If you think of it in a relative stance, we like to think that there is one definite point of presence in time that right now is the present and that there that before this, that there is before and an after this moment. But what if every action and event is definite? Um, is your decision to eat an apple really up to you or not? Um, or was it already, of course, definitely set in motion? If there is truly no before and after in any given time on this string, then everything in the past and the present and future happens all at once. No matter where you are on the string, there is always going to be a point where it happened in the past, will happen in the future, or, or is happening now. But the string is continuous, without an end or a beginning, meaning every point in time already happened, will happen, and is happening. And that's why time is relative, but remember, there is no moment in time because the string is just one whole string, meaning that time is one moment. So, I don't know if that makes sense. Okay, so in eighth grade, my very first class of the day, we had this substitute that, this was years ago, but I remember her very specifically. She walked in. She did not introduce herself. She did not say her name. The very first thing she said to us, she goes, on weekends, I work with troubled kids, and sometimes they ask me if I'm high, and I say, yep, I'm high on life, and I'm high on Jesus. And I think about her a lot, and that's it. That's my story. So this isn't a story about the time I danced with Britney Spears in a New York City nightclub. This is a story about a time I tried to drown a dolphin in Jamaica. I talk a lot, so this is part one of I don't know how many. So years ago, I planned a cruise with my partner at the time to go to the Cayman Islands and Jamaica. A part of the package was we got to select different activities that we wanted to do at each location. I think in the Cayman Islands, we had selected something like horseback riding, uh, some boat ride, I, I don't know, romantic type stuff. As we were on the cruise and got closer to Cayman Islands, we were informed that because of the weather, we couldn't dock at that port. So that meant we had more time and money to spend in Jamaica. So she wanted to feed stingrays and sharks and swim with the dolphins. Now, I need to let you know that I don't like water. I'm not a water person at all. I don't even take baths because I don't want to be submerged in water. I take quick, cold showers. I don't even like drinking water. I drink black coffee and energy drinks. I don't do any sort of skiing or snowboarding, because that's just water in a different form. It's not fooling me. But in any case, I'm trying to be a good sport, and so I signed up for those things. And I also thought to myself, well, hey, it's going to be something contained. It's not going to be like way out in the water. And for the first one, I was right. With the sharks and the stingray, it was just a little, almost like a pool formation, and you only had to go knee-deep. Um, I say you only had to go knee-deep. She went knee-deep. I didn't go in at all. 
she was there feeding the sharks and stingrays that swim around her. I was about 15 feet back drinking a rum, uh, trying to figure out how I was going to get her body back to the States if something went wrong. So she had a good time, and then we went on to swim with the dolphins. Well, I'm thinking it's going to be kind of the same thing. Well, I was very, very wrong, and I'll explain that in part two. This is a dolphin drowning story, part two. So I was very wrong about the location of swimming with dolphins. I thought it was going to be a shallow pool or something like that. When we get there, it was not a shallow pool. It was the ocean, as in the wide-out, completely open ocean. There was a long, rickety dock, and then there was another platform that was a good 20 yards out in the water where the trainers would stand. One of the helpers was helping everyone get into life vest, and I'm pretty sure the life vest they gave me was made for a small malnourished child as it barely came to my stomach and was super tight. So now as I'm trying to control my anxiety attack, everyone else is jumping off the dock into the water, and they're swimming out closer to the platform for the trainers, splashing and having a good time. So I crawl down the ladder, and I'm standing there slowly being choked to death by my miniature life vest. There's another kid, probably about 9 or 10 years old, who's also hanging on the side of the dock. We're both just sitting there wondering what life choices we made to in this up in this situation. After about five minutes or so, a trainer comes swimming over to help the little kid make his way out to the rest of the group. And as he grabs the back of his life vest, he stops and looks at me and he goes, do you need help? And I look at him and I say, well, I'm a grown man choking in a life vest. Uh, of course I need help. So he grabs me in tow and he pulls me and this little kid out to the rest of the group. So now we're floating out in the middle of the ocean. And I'm wishing I had a, written my will before this point. And on the platform, the trainers are talking about this dolphin. Mitch is his name. I'll never forget his name. And Mitch is now going to do some tricks and meet everyone. So they said that Mitch is going to come by and talk to everyone. And so Mitch swims down the line, doing his little flipper noises, talking to everyone. And I turn away because I don't want to smell his tuna breath or be a part of this show. And then they're like, oh, now Mitch is going to swim by and you will put your hands out and you can pet him. Mitch comes swinging, swimming by and everyone puts their hands out. I have my arms folded at this point. I don't want any part of this. So then the trainer's like, okay, we're going to split everyone up into two groups. Half the group can go back over towards the dock. The other half can come float over here. And we'll pick someone to start having some one-on-one time with Mitch. I couldn't have been more excited because now I'm thinking I get to get out of the water. But as luck would have it, they pick me first to interact with Mitch. So the trainer says, okay, I want you to splash your hand on top of the water too. Okay, so um, I've never done anything like this before. Um, It's kind of weird. I I was sitting here thinking I really want to participate in this show, right? But how? what, what do I talk about? What is there to say that's interesting about me? And I realized... I, I have a lot of interesting things to say, but they're not really things that I think other people would find interesting. And I think that's weird because I feel like a lot of people feel that way, you know? Like, 
when you're thinking about introducing yourself to a new person, do you introduce yourself by your greatest achievement or do you just say your name? What do people want to know about you when you when you talk to them? Do they want to hear about, you know, who you are, really? Or do they just kind of want to say, hi, my name is King, and, you know, what's your name? You know, how – why is that? And does everyone think this way? Is this something that everyone feels? Or is this something unique to me? Or is it unique to a couple of people, but not everyone? So I, I guess that's just some food for thought. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Um, maybe I'll come back at a later date with something more interesting to share. But for now, that's all I've got. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find more episodes on Spotify and iTunes. We also post episodes to YouTube individual messages to Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. All of those are at CallerGoAhead. And you can find all of our work at CallerGoAhead.com. The show is made possible by the games we make, Party Games, Super Fight, Red Flags, the miniatures game Gatefall. You can find out about all of those at JackDyer.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.